0: Two guys. Two topics. two. Two opinions. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Chris Hill joining us, former Utah Athletic Director Larry Scott is out as the Pac-12 Commissioner. I have to say right now, Commissioner Chris Hill. Doesn't have a great ring to it.
1: Commissioner Chris Hill with $5 million next to my name? Of course
0: it does. (laughs) Okay, there you go. I like that. The ADs around the league who you know, was this a long time coming? Are they relieved it finally came? Did they think it was still a year off?
1: I can tell you that most everybody, including you folks, you knew that this was probably the timing that was going to happen and the president was going to make a decision and Larry was going to do his thinking on it. This came down, and I'm not surprised at the
0: timing at all, given the TV stuff. That was the good Dr. This morning with uh, with DJ and PK, Dr. Chris Hill, former athletic director at the University of Utah.
1: Would Uh, that be Chris Hill, the same guy who issued a news release after I said something about him on the air? The very same. Uh, Talking about Lair Bear is
0: out. And the Pac-12. <laughs> Larry Scott will no longer be commissioner after what is it, Austin, uh, June thirtieth, something like that. So, come July one, there will be a new sheriff in town, and uh, Larry Bear can go off into the sunset. Gordon, <laughs> your reaction?
1: Well, I wrote a column about this. It'll be posted sometime. And uh, the the, wor- the three words that really made me laugh were "mutually agreed upon" are on. Mutually agree, agreed on, come on, dude was fired. Uh, he, you know, I can understand why he would, would want to walk away from $5 million a year, right? I mean, uh, what, what use does he have of that? And nobody's going to pay him anywhere near that for anything he does next. So uh, he, he did a crappy job as as commissioner of the Pac-12, and I, I, that's no mystery. Everybody knows the struggles that that league has, had uh, run upon. And, uh, yeah, it's time for him to go. It's time. And and this is the thing. Whoever they get has a real tough (laughs) road to hoe because they're not going to be able to fix these problems probably until they get a new TV deal. And the networks, the Pac-12 networks being what they are with the limited distribution and the expense of running those things and the problems, subsequent problems that have arrived alongside that, namely, A minimal amount of money per school compared to what uh, the other P5 teams get, leagues, I mean, uh, schools get. Pac-12 is hurting right now, and that's reflected in the, the level of competition in the major sports. I can't speak to water polo and uh, fencing and rowing and stuff like that, conference of champions, blah, 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 blah. But in football and basketball, this league is hurting right now. It's been almost two decades since they've had a national champion out of that out of that league for football, and they got a ways to go, and it's going to take some time to, to uh, dig them back out.
0: Yeah, I I mean, Larry came in and and he kind of uh, tried to modernize the Pac-12, a league that needed needed that badly. Um, what was the guy's name before? Tom Hansen, is that correct? Yeah, I think. And so, he was yeah. the commissioner forever, and it was you know it, it was kind of stagnant. And then Larry comes in and obviously adds a couple of teams, and even that was somewhat of a failure if you really look at it. I mean, Utah fans are happy, and, and don't get me wrong, but his initial goal was to land all those Big Twelve schools. If uh, yeah. if you'll remember. So and then he signs the, the deal. They had the bad luck of going first. So he set the market for everybody else. Um, you know, the, the timing on that probably was wasn't really his fault. But, you know, we make a lot of, of the money and, and it is a huge deal. But uh, and I I agree with that criticism of him. But the overall mismanagement of the league on pretty much every level was was Crazy. I mean, it, it was really bad. And the, the thing that frustrated me most about Lair Bear is instead of fixing what the problems were or doing something about it, he tried to spin. He tried yeah. to, 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 to craft the narrative. Let's, let's go back a year ago where the story broke that he tried to bribe a reporter from the L.A. Times. Right. They tried to, they tried to put, put an L.A. Times reporter on their payroll so he would write nice stuff about him. And it's yes. like it's it's like dude, how dense are you? You know, you you should do something about these things. If the criticisms are legit, which I think they are, then you should do something about it. Don't 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 tell everybody they're blind and dumb. I mean, like it, just this this was totally like a um Uh, A look, a bad look thing. I mean, it it probably didn't matter when it comes uh, financially. But do you remember a couple of years ago when they they started criticizing uh, Larry because the returns to the schools were the lower percentages than the other conferences? And, Uh you know, he had a bunch of heat coming his way. And then during the Pac-12 basketball tournament in Vegas, he stayed in the nicest room in the city. He stayed in like the the presidential suite at the Cosmopolitan or something. I mean, it was some it was some room that cost six grand a night. And he's and, and the truth of the matter is, it's probably a trade deal for them agreeing to it have their comped, tournament there or whatever. It, it but comped. but yeah. give that to your your best employee, your employee of the year or something. You stay at the Motel Six, you know. <laughs> He's getting criticized for a jet setting around the world in a private jet. You know what? Fly Delta for a little, a little while, Larry Bear, because <laughs> it's just you have a, a an image of being decadent, and people don't want that in a in a conference commissioner. You know they yeah. don't want decadence. He was
1: making he was making twice as well. Let me say it this way: Larry Scott was making more than the SEC commissioner and the Big Ten commissioner combined. Right. I mean, it wasn't just that. Remember a number of months ago when uh, the, the Pac-12 is laying people off and furloughing people, cutting salaries? And he awarded himself and other executives, top executives, $4 million bonus. <laughs> yes. And $2.5 of it went to him. It's, it's like, how tone deaf are you, my man? And then not to mention, we haven't even mentioned the referee replay booth scandal. Yeah, I mean, you used a good word, mismanagement. Yeah, uh, I think that. I mean, he did, he did some things that worked, but I mean, the things that didn't work, one were bad looks, and two were detrimental to the overall welfare of the conference. And he thought he was visionary, he with this Pac-12 network thing. He thought, and he still says that that's going to pay off in the long run. It's just that nobody can see that far ahead.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean that. Just one of many, many things.
1: Not to yeah. mention the, you know, the, all the money that was invested in the headquarters, and I've seen conflicting reports on how much of Larry's fault that was because he was also building out studios and whatnot. And I mean, they could have done that in a different way that was to the benefit of the conference as a whole. But uh, you know, when the when the Big Ten is handing out fifty million dollars to each of its teams and and the Pac-12 is handing out $20 million less than that, then that might be might sound like a lot of money that they're getting from for schools, I mean for conferences like the Mountain West and others, but compared to the, the conferences that the Pac-12 likes to compare itself to and compete with, they were just getting crushed. And that was year after year after year. And I'll say this, Jake, sometimes there are schools who waste money and they don't really apply it properly to their athletic departments and their teams. Especially See the University of
0: California.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and but 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 t- but schools who have their stuff together, if they have more money, they're going to be able to utilize that in a way that's going to make them more competitively successful. Yep. And the Pac-12 has been laboring in that regard for years now.
0: Well, a huge part of it is their their overhead is way higher than any other conference, and their TV deal is deal isn't as good either. But they're distributing seventy five percent of the money they make instead of roughly seventy five. I'll look at the exact number, but seventy five percent as opposed to ninety five.
1: Yeah. And so that's exactly. a big part of it. Well, all right. Uh-huh.
0: So are you ready for for Laird Bear's statement? Because if this doesn't want make you want to punch him in the face, I don't know what will. Yeah, all right. Here, here we, go. we go. Quote: I was in pro sports for twenty years, honk. Uh, I've now been in college athletics for more than 10 years, and now is a great time in my life to pursue other exciting opportunities. This moment, when college athletics are moving in a new direction, and with the conference soon commencing the next round of media negotiations, it seems like the right time to make a change. It is important that the conference be able to put in place the person who will negotiate and carry out the next uh, agreement based on recent robust valuation and marketplace interest we've received from traditional and non-traditional media organizations. I'm confident the conference is well-positioned for continued success. I appreciate the support of PAC-12 member institutions and a very talented staff with whom it has been my privilege to work.
1: Yeah, he's he everything's said, actually,
0: fine, and we're just yeah, you know I'm just exactly up, it, 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 it's just I'm I'm tired. I'm ta- you know Jake, I, I'm looking for a new opportunity.
1: Jake, I stood right in front of the man and asked him a question, and others were asking him questions as well. And you would have thought he was sitting on top of the world. I mean, people were asking him direct questions about the problems facing the conference, and he just kept talking about the success in. And in, uh, in water polo, you know, it was just it was like it was like he was he, he was deflecting to the point where he wouldn't even acknowledge that there was any kind of problem whatsoever. And let me give you another version of something. He said, I expressed that it was a good time in my life for a change. Like you said, it was kind of clear. Let's get on with it. No reason to wait around. He's right. There is no reason. Get going. And so that's what they're doing. Everybody saw this coming, just like Chris said in that bite from DJ and PK. You could see this coming a mile away. Well,
0: we started off this segment. I think it's uh, you're correct um, that there's really not a whole lot in the immediate, you know, <laughs> in the immediate that the next commissioner is going to be able to do. And the the TV, you know, I have a great idea for who the Pac-12 uh, should hire. Uh, we can get to that here in a second, but. Um, you know, the, the, there's no doubt that that's the first big hurdle. You've got to get that correct. But I, I'd like to see a commissioner that that manages a conference well. You know, I've been in this, <laughs> I've been in this uh, business now for a little bit, Gordon, and uh, I've got a chance to see uh, Craig Thompson and Larry Scott up close. And you know, I'd like to see what a what a good commissioner looks like. <laughs>
1: okay. Well. You know, we talked about the enormous amount of money that Larry was making. He, How about this for a trick? Jake, why don't you try this sometime? When you're in charge of something, do what Larry Scott did. He had this brilliant idea to create a network, and then he and he was the commissioner of a league, but then he said one of the reasons he was being paid more is because he was also running a network. So he was double-dipping to get paid more, out of a, something that he created out of his own mind,
0: Well, I always hated that too, that uh, well, I'm also running a network. Well, there's a reason that the other conferences have partnered with television <laughs> companies to run their networks. Because, who know me, what doing. because conference athletic conference commissioners have no business running television networks. None. <laughs> Zero. So I always hated that that, well, I'm also running a TV network. Who hired you for that, bruh? You're a conference. You're an athletic conference commissioner.
1: He <laughs> hired himself. He, you know, I think Utah fans and the U- Utah as a whole uh, is happy that they got in. I mean, under Larry Scott, you know, I know it was it was, they kind of bounced off the off the backboard because Texas and other Big Twelve schools said no, but they they got in. Utah got in. So this is a good moment for Utah athletics. Huge moment. But even that, even people at Utah started to see the erosion, and they were happy to be a part of it. But once you get used to something and you're looking around and the Joneses Joneses next door are are getting a whole lot more, uh, you start to wonder, yeah, this was good. This was a nice bump. But how come the Joneses? are getting what they're getting. I told you about the letter, the, the, uh, the message I got from a from a PAC-12 president. I'd written something critical of Larry Scott, and this president sent me a personal letter just ripping the living daylights out of the guy. And that's when I knew right then. I thought, okay, I'm seeing this. I know other people are seeing it. But when school presidents see it, this is the beginning of the end for this guy. And it was.
0: All right, so you're ready for uh, it's actually three candidates. There there'd be three people I'd interview for this job.
1: All right? Are you ready? Okay. Uh-huh.
0: Any one of Bob Chapek's kids.
1: Who's Bob Chapek?
0: <laughs> the current CEO of the Walt Disney company. <laughs> oh. He's got three children. I have no idea how old they are, what they do, or even if they're boys or girls. But there's—you the, should be able to find. <laughs> you, do you know be, if they're incarcerated or not. I have no idea. Okay, yeah. But they, they, one of them has got to be, you know, qualified enough to sit, in, you know, to sit in a chair and say, "Hey, Dad, uh, <laughs> I, I, I want to succeed at my first big job." Could <laughs> <laughs> you? Yeah. Could you give us a sweet deal on our next TV contract?
1: <laughs> That's good thinking. What do you think? You, isn't there, that brilliant?
0: Yeah, he's got three kids. All you got to do is hire one of them.
1: <laughs> okay. No? A, little, a little nepotism going on. No, oh, it's not
0: nepotism because he's not hiring his kids. That's right. You're, you're right. hiring his kids. Yeah. You're but just you're... counting on his uh, fatherly instinct to want to see his
1: kids succeed. <laughs>
0: Okay. That's all you're doing. You're just betting that he's a a, a, a dad, you know, so, a normal so dad. If,
1: if his kid is in eighth grade, that's okay. I don't care. I, you could build in a playground there at the you headquarters. Could do, well,
0: you can absolutely. You could One of the perks could be, you know, uh, a Magic Mountain season pass, as opposed to whatever it is Larry Scott's getting, the, the private plane. Uh, they're redoing Magic Mountain. Oh, are they redoing really? Oh, no, that's Splash Mountain, as you are. Yeah, so Magic yeah. Mountain's still open? Yep, still uh, going. Six well, Flags, yeah. even. All of them, you know? You get, here's a season pass to all of the theme parks. We know you're partial to Walt Disney World, but we got some other ideas but for But have you. you seen Harry Potter World? It's pretty amazing, <laughs> and we'll send you there for free. On the reg! <laughs> That'll seal it.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. what are your other two ideas? No, that's it. three kids. Oh he's the got three th- kids. he's got
0: three kids and and okay. so it's three candidates and you just need to hire one of them. You can hire all of them. That's fine. What was his name again? Bob How are spelling Chapek. How you spell on that c h a p e k he with-
1: when did he get uh, promoted to that pr- position last year? I thought and Bob Pe-
0: Chapek Ch- Pe- Ch- was going to be like some plumber or something that knows nah. how to really work hard. <laughs> no, he's the CEO of the Walt Disney Company. Yeah. Who
1: was? Who was the guy before that? Was Bob uh, Iger? I-
0: they like Iger, Bob's yeah. at uh, at the Disney Company.
1: What do you think? Uh, I, well, it's better than what they got. Uh, speaking as a fan of a team who was once owned by the Disney Company, I wouldn't
0: want to <laughs> hire the Disney Company. No, no. <laughs> You remember the Angels when they were owned by the yeah, Disney company? Yeah, but they, uh, the, uh, the Mighty Ducks were an NHL team for a hot minute. But if money's the issue, is there any better company out there at separating uh, you from your money than the good folks at the Walt Disney Company? They're, them and Coca-Cola. That's about <laughs> it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've, I, hey, we, we work in the the Vivint Arena. I've been around for some Disney on Isis. And let me tell you. They're they're very good at, uh, you know, putting things where children are going to see them and want them. Yeah. yeah. Disney on what now, though? ISIS? Multiple ice? Not not ISIS. No. No, not ISIS. No, ice is. Disney (laughs) on ISIS?
1: Please, that's a thought. No. No. Uh, that's what
0: I thought. That's what I heard. No, there's already a lot of like area for merchandising in this building, right? You know where they they there is a merchandise desk when Disney on Ice is here. Every, I mean, let's just say they're not social distancing them. there's every three feet. It's like, oh, here's another opportunity to buy a, a forty dollar Mickey hat. What do you know?
1: <laughs> so what you're saying essentially is that if if uh, the Pac-12 hired one of Bob's kids, then suddenly uh, a hot dog at any of the football games in a league would be forty two fifty.
0: Yeah, but it'd be shaped like Goofy. Right. So this is this is my idea. I think goofy the t- dog. I think the TV negotiations would go great. We we better trademark Goofy Dog. Yeah, they're going to take that. <laughs> that's a great idea. Patent pending. I'm I'm on it, Jake. I'm with you. Yeah. Listen, I think that's the best hire you could make. And then you can can them after uh, after the deal signed, right? If you really wanted to, or you could just ride the wave, see how so it goes.
1: So essentially, what you're saying is there's duality to this. One, there would might be the expertise about how to run a network, and two, there there might be uh, an influx of expertise on how to do exactly what you said, separate people from their money. Yeah,
0: right. So, I, I, yeah, I don't care how competent they are; that makes no difference. Go, go go land a big TV deal. Go get that done. Go Get your father on the horn.
1: <laughs> Call daddy.
0: Get dad on the horn and, and tell him we're looking for a windfall.
1: Hmm. I'd like or to hear it. If, he, if, if he's a grandfather, and I don't know how old he is, but if he's a grandfather, then that would work with the Rose Bowl, the granddaddy of them all. Yeah. I don't know. They've got to get somebody competent in there, Jake. Uh, somebody uh, – I would probably, in all honesty, Scotty and I were talking about this, and he had a, an idea that the Pac-12 should go hire one of the uh, uppers at uh, the SEC or one of these conferences that know how to do it and know how to make a conference endeavor successful. And I think uh, it's going to be – a tough job to to, to get this fixed, but at least you can put it on the right track and, and sort of bring in new energy because like you said, whenever I heard Larry Scott talk, it was either, he was either making excuses for mistakes of the past or minimizing them or saying that it wasn't, it wasn't the way it looked uh, all that stuff. And they need somebody new who can come in and, and buck up the spirits I'm not blaming Larry Scott for all the competitive woes in the Pac 12 and the big sports, but I think you can trace a number of them back to his decisions. And that's, they, they need an influx of attitude and energy and, and, and acumen.
0: All right, more big show coming up next. Stay tuned 97.5 and 1280 the Zone.